Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And I think that, you know, being ahead of the game and reading the market well is very important because your strategy might change along the way. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Charon Shump and in this episode, we continue our conversation with Tristan Angelini, where he shares why it is so important to adapt your investing strategy according to market changes, why he chooses to develop in niche markets and how YouTube and audiobooks led him to the success he has had today. Angelini believes that the two main things that held him back from investing initially were simply his lack of funds and fear of commitment. Funds was always a, was holding me back. I really wanted to buy, uh, do up my car at the time, um, and um, that was my first uh, first hurdle. Um, and uh, everyone was going out and partying, and um, you know I was always always working, so um, I, I was trying to balance the two. Um, it's hard to today as well. So, um, yeah, commitment. Commitment is 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 very important, and um, and you know it, it's it's not all roses, but um, you have to dedicate yourself, and you know, dedicate yourself for a, a good ten years of your life in order to see it through, and just uh, eventually you, you'll keep failing, and you know you might not see that's the direction you're going in life, but um, once you you, you, once you, you you know you commit yourself, I think you become an expert at it, and then it's 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 like a, driving a manual car after that. As for mentors, Angelini credits his father and his uncle for teaching him about the cyclical nature of the property market. I've got a my father and um, uh, my uncle as well, who um, who I see as mentors. Um, that was very important for me growing up too, because. Um, at the time, you know, we're talking about real estate, and you know, when I was a young, when I was a kid, I was basically saying, "Oh no, the, the market will never go down, and it will just keep growing and growing." And they sort of look at each other and say, "Just wait, it'll change, it'll change." And they've seen the, the market cycles, you know, in the in the early '80s or late '80s, and you know, mid '90s and the early 2000s. They've seen the 2008 financial crisis, so. They've experienced these cycles, and um, you know, listening to, to to what they went through when they were young and they were developing is very very important because you know history tends to repeat itself. It's great to learn from mentors like your father and uncles and stuff like that because they've just been through it all and they can just tell you you know what's happened. That's right, and 
Yeah, and and, and it, it especially you know maybe this uh, there's there's some kids out there at the moment who may, who might not have been as as fortunate as what I what I was by with having those mentors and and that was the whole purpose of I guess going coming on the podcast and being able to um, to radiate that message out to um, your, the, the listeners. And as for the best advice he's ever received, Angelina reveals it is easier to find success by sticking to what you're good at and becoming an expert at it. Best advice would be definitely is to stick to what you know um, and become an expert at it. Um, I know it's sometimes it's, it's it's easy to deviate from from your track. You know, you might get some in different investment opportunities, and um, everyone's excited, but the the the, the, the best and sustainable strategy is to pick your pick your target, um, know it inside and out, and if it's selling toothpicks or you know um, developing property, become an expert at it, and you'll always make money. After realizing the enormous amounts he needed to pay the bank after purchasing property. Angeline turned to quick and immediate property developments to ensure he had some sort of income flow. The best aha moment I think I had was um, obviously I started uh, buying some residential land um, and uh, you know we, I was building at the time, I had a construction company, I still do. Um, however, just looking at my, uh, my repayments and I had to keep making these repayments uh, to the bank and I've got no income coming. And then I sort of said to myself, well, I've got no income coming in on my land. I'm paying for a piece of property, but I've got no cash flow. So it's just an empty, not a bottomless hole because the land is going up in value, but I've got no rental to facilitate my my um, my interest component on my, on my land. So that really sort of, really sort of changed my strategy into trying to buy something and develop it straight away instead of having it sitting there um, and uh, or buying a property uh, every time I'm looking for a property, making sure that there's some sort of you know, house or rental income that can facilitate the interest or, or, or the repayments on the, on the property. By having tenants rent out his properties, Angeline would have a fallback method to repaying his loans to the bank. Buy an empty piece of land and uh, you know it's, it's empty. You can't rent it out. For, you know, even three hundred dollars a week would help because at the end of it, at the end of the day, it it, it, it equates. If you if your construction starts, you know, eighteen months later, you're in DA for uh, uh, you're in council for eight months. Um, then you've got all your pre-application as well. So it's you, you keep have, having to put more money in, which affects your cash, your, your cash flow. Angeline would also adapt his investing strategy to accommodate for any changes in the property market. And I think that you know, being a, 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 you know, being ahead of the game and reading the market well is is very important because your strategy might change um, along the way. Uh, our strategy has, has definitely has definitely changed over the last twelve months. Um, where we're not actually selling our developments anymore, we're actually developing to to rent, and that's our new our our new strategy. And you, as you mentioned, you, your strategy has changed. How has that affected, say, maybe your cash flow, or how's that affected the way your business operates now? Well, it's actually probably increased our cash flow, if anything, because um, well. 
uh, we were doing two, uh, you know, two-part contracts, 90-10, um, uh, so 10, 10-90 contracts uh, when we are selling off the plan on some of our residential sites. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, we've got a, obviously we've got a 10% uh, deposit from a buyer um, and then they settled um, 14 days after title on a townhouse site. So let's just say we're, we're building a, a townhouse development site. Um, we had a, a contract of sale where we're selling off the plan um, and we'd have a, a 10% down, down payment, which is the deposit. And then 90% was paid once the certificate of, uh, of compliance and the title was issued on that, say, a townhouse development. Um, and, and basically, from month zero that we sold it until month 12, where we finished the construction and got our titles through, um, we'd obviously, the market has increased significantly in that time. Um, so we've sold it on month zero, but we're settling later on down the track. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen that we we're losing a significant amount of money in that upsell. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, the, our, the rental market keeps uh, increasing and increasing. Um, but also from a, a tax um, optimization, you know, you're paying capital gains tax on that whole entire um, gain. Um, so, we, our strategy was a was a rental model, which increases our cash flow. However, there is a downside to selling off development plans. You also reduce your your cost of sales as well. For instance, um, selling off a plan, you, know, you got to pay agent fees. Um, sometimes uh, your titles don't come through in time. So uh, you know, as long as you've got the certificate, sorry, once you've got the certificate of um, occupancy. Um, at the moment, what we've 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 got our certificate of occupancy. We can rent them out straight away. Um, where the same units that we've sold in that one development, um, we actually haven't got titles through from from uh, the titles office yet. So they're actually sitting there empty for months. Last two months, it's been eight weeks. Um, so um, that's some of the, uh, the the downside of actually selling off the plan. Funding is always different for every property purchase, so Angelini advises investors to keep a good loan to value ratio in mind. It just depends on which which site that we're actually going to purchase. I mean, if it's got a house on there and we're buy, and we're building around that house, um, you know, there may be some sort of cash flow coming in from one house, or if we're demolishing a house, um, the the easiest part is having a good um, you know LVR, good loan to value ratio. Um, uh, I, I would advise not when you do, when you are doing a property development. It depends on how many units that you're developing, but um, not to do a, a 20% deposit. Maybe increase that a little bit more. So when it comes time to get in your construction finance, um, you've got you don't have to come up with the, the, that amount of money straight away. However, to get the required funding, Angelini has been exploring alternate banking options over the Big Four. Well, a little bit easier at the moment. I mean, banks the way you know, as we were discussing earlier, um, you know, banks are getting tighter and tighter at the moment. So um, it depends. You can go through the the big four. Um, however, you know, if it's if you're buying it through you know complicated trust structures or buying it through your personal name, um, the banks want to see serviceability. Um, so it depends. At the moment, where to get our projects off the ground quicker. 
especially in the last six months, um, we've been going to um, uh, alternative lenders that are encouraging development finance. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Angelini's property development strategy where he shares why he's opting to expand into more niche development markets. But I think that as time goes on, I think there's going to be um, other areas of growth for, for investment and property development in possibly other you know, commercial um, developments such as childcare or you know, aged care facilities. His favourite podcast... Another great podcast I, I don't mind, or a person that I don't, I don't mind listening to is, uh, is Grant Cardone. The story of his worst investing moment. When I was 20, 20 I, bought a, uh, I bought a car and it was the worst investment of my life. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shump and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Stop waiting for the perfect time to do it as that'll never come. Um, you know, just get started, see where it goes. And probably two things. I'd say being involved um, in the property journey for us uh, and helping as many first-time buyers as possible. Um, look, I guess our goal opportunities will open if you just ask. It's so true. And don't be afraid to ask because, you know, the worst that can happen is a no. <laughs> Exactly right, and that's it. I mean, a lot of a lot of times you'll just assume it's going to be the worst thing in the world if someone says no to you, but you just you know worse off than you. Since the current property market is slowing down, Angelini prefers to develop and hold his properties, and also work in more niche industries such as childcare and aged care facilities. I think uh, the, our rental market um, is going is going to be quite strong. Um, you know that that's that's I guess that's our strategy is probably. I think the best strategy to, to have, uh, to develop and hold it and and get a, a, a cash flow from this from that same property, um, you know, uh, until the market does increase or you know the demand becomes a lot more than what the uh, I guess supply is. Um, that that is probably the best uh, for residential, you know, low low rise residential developments. That would be. I suggest a, a, a good strategy, um, you know. But I think that as time goes on, I think there's going to be um, other areas of growth for, for investment and property development, um, in possibly other, uh, you know, commercial um, developments such as childcare or you know, aged care facilities. I think that that will those 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 growth. They are, they're, they're, they're going to be the growth industries in the future. It, especially with so many more kids coming, you know, being born in the last uh, decade or so. It's, uh, I've noticed that just generally around playgrounds and all those areas have all starting to pop up with more of those things. So, I think government and council and stuff see the need for that. That's right. So, well, so basically, our population is going to increase. Um, children that are getting born are going to increase and um, I think the government subsidies are increasing with some of these childcare centres, so um, they're going to be good good models in the in the future. Angelini's first investment property was a small three-bedroom house, which slowly led him to more bigger and better investment opportunities. Well, um, we, I, I start off with one domestic dwelling um, in in Werribee. It was just a you know an eighteen square home. Um, that was all I could afford at the time. 
um, uh, like I said, a, an 18, a three-bedroom single-story dwelling. And then obviously, and then from there, I, I then reinvested into other sort of growth strategy areas where I was able to buy other investment properties and um, yeah, amalgamate them into uh, you know development sites, and that's how I I carried I, I I rolled that on, and that that started probably you know 13, 14 years ago. Rather than working on a broad range of residential developments, Angelina has moved on to more specialised development markets. We sort of stopped. Uh, well, we've we've put the well, not the brakes on, but we've expanded into other development markets. Um, uh, child cares, um, child care centres. We um, we've got a couple of sites at the moment that we're working with with a um, with a, a national provider um, in the in our same in the area that we we specialise in. Um, we're looking at a, a housing affordability um, uh, model, which we think that's going to be a, a, a growth industry, especially with. Um, you know, housing prices the way they are in Melbourne and Sydney. So that's that's where we see um, uh, we see the growth areas happening. Um, so childcare, uh, uh, housing affordability, such as um, uh, you know rooming houses, um, and um, uh, disability special specialist disability accommodation. Um, they're they're the industries that we want to. Push into, which is still residential but specialised development. So becoming more niche in in that in um, in our developments. Angelina decided to work in childcare and aged care facility developments after realising how competitive the standard development market is. With the singles and you know the the dual, the, the dual occupancies and the three townhouses, is that the market is is it's very competitive. So. I don't like going and buying a property where I'm going to auction with, you know, there's 10 other people bidding for that property and I know that my profit margin is getting eaten and eaten because someone just wants to enter the market. Um, so that's why we sort of get creative with different sites um, and uh, because we're going to be yielding it with our niche product, not with, a, you know, a townhouse development. Angelini started developing childcare centres after finding out its valuable growth patterns. We constantly were going to, in the last you know four years in Melbourne, five years, well, the market has been growing, especially in the, our, our area in Western Melbourne, has been growing by 15 to 20% per year. And every single time a good site came up, um, you know, it was 800 square metres, you know, it, it was going to auction it was selling for 10 to 15 percent above um, above uh, above market value um, and we sort of was we, we couldn't get into any more development so we started getting a little bit more like I said niche in our products um, and and starting to pursue um, a, a semi-commercial um, uh, model. Angelini's go-to book recommendation is the classic Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which was pivotal in helping Angelini start off on the right foot. The best book is probably Rich Dad, Poor Dad from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, that really changed my life on a, from a business perspective as well to learn about what is an asset, what is a liability, um, and really 
analysing everything that you do in, in life and, um, you know, just gaining financial education is, is so important. Even in business, I mean, you know, I'm not a, like I said, I, I got kicked out of school. I was basically a dropout. Um, and, uh, you know, I really I had a bit of depression when I was young because I didn't really have a direction. You know, I was working in a truck and I had no... Um, you know, how am I supposed to? I, I can't go to, I can't go to school because you know I, I was, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't smart enough, and that's what the, you know, school and the system ended up telling me. Um, but you know, I, I worked hard, and you know, I was managed to to find books like these and and inspire myself to um, just go out and have a crack. The key to Angelina's success in development would be his habit to constantly listen to audiobooks and watch YouTube videos about the property market. A habit would be I constantly, constantly um, listen to audiobooks and YouTube channels about about what's going on in the marketplace and um, developing my financial knowledge, my business knowledge. Um, into uh, my real estate knowledge because markets keep changing, um, and uh, you have to keep to the forefront of, a, of of that to obviously strategize. Um, chess is really good. Um, uh, I enjoy playing chess. I never thought I'd say that, um, but yeah, it's good for um, it, it's good for your brain to to strategize on how you're going to play your next move and that, 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 that transitions in life as well. Now, with a young family, Angelini tries his best to balance his work as a property developer with family time. And obviously, uh, you know, I've, I've um, you know, it, it, a lot of time and, you know, effort has gone into my business and now I've got a young family. So now I'm in a, I've got a different um a different ambition, and that's trying to balance business and family as well, um, which is uh, which is, <laughs> I think, a lot harder than it is to um, to uh, become an expert at something. I've got a son; he's nearly two, so um, got a young I've got a young family at the moment. Uh, there's sleepless nights, and I've got to get up at you know I get up at four thirty five o'clock every morning, and it's getting harder and harder as I get older and older. He also listens to a variety of audiobooks and podcasts. All on different aspects of property. A couple of audio books that I've that I've listened to. Um, one would be Outliers. There's um, another one by Napoleon Hill. I'm just trying to think. I like ones like Freakonomics. That's that's interesting. The Barefoot Investor. Uh, I've also listened to a couple of ones on angel investing. Uh, you know, just to do a bit of research. Uh, there's there's one with uh, the ABCs in real estate. I mean, even I, I still listen to simple things like that too. Um, because uh, you know it, it just sort of reinforces that what you're doing day to day is you're sticking to the basics um, instead of overcomplicating things. Angelini recommends Grant Cardone's podcast as well. Another great podcast I, I don't mind, or a person that I don't I don't mind listening to is uh, is Grant Cardone. I think that it's, uh, I think he's um, he's a, a definitely interesting cat to listen to. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, there's a there's the, the, we live in a very um, unique time where you know from a click of a button at your fingertips you can listen to any sort of information that you want to, and um, 
I think the new generation should take should take advantage of that because the information is literally at your fingertips. One of Angelina's big regrets along his property development journey is the car he bought when he was 20, which he deems was the worst investment of his life. I'd say you don't buy that car because it's going to cost you uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money, um, and you could have put that into a property. Um, uh, I would say to myself, in, uh, buy more property. That's what I would have said 10 years ago. When I was 20, 20 I, bought a, uh, I bought a car and it was the worst investment of my life because I ended up selling it two years later. Or I lost my license on how many times by driving it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was an expensive, it was an expensive, uh, um, it was an expensive uh, investment and um, yeah, costly. And what is he most excited about his property development journey over the next five years? The most exciting thing that I see is um, I think that it's in, in property development. There's a lot of older, um, a, a lot of older. Uh, it's an older industry um, that I think that technology is going to catch up, um, and I, I see that um, by being. Uh, you know, in, in trend with technology and um, having that uh, that experience, um, I think that uh, I've got a great advantage for, for myself and, and our company. Um, so I think that uh, that's definitely exciting. And, um, you know, obviously the growth of Australia, um, the migrants in Australia, I think that's uh, it's definitely exciting in the next five years to be in this position. Even, you know, you know, Cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. I think that's, you know, I think that's got a, 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 a lot of room to move within that, within obviously the real estate and maybe property investment industry. Um, uh, it, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that, that, that could happen, which is exciting. For our listeners who are interested in Angelina's property development journey. His LinkedIn is the fastest way to get in contact with him. Look, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to happy to answer any questions and help people on, on LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Tristan Angelini, um, or alternatively, um, you know, uh, contact me through uh, uh, arcproperties.com.au. Thank you to Tristan Angelini, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Also, are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to register your interest. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, text me your email address on 0499881040. Thanks for listening.